Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Duval Till We Pod. As always, Daniel Griffiths with me, JC. How are you, my friend? Nobody cares. Well, at some point, maybe someone will. I mean, I'm fine, but no one cares. Yeah, well, you'll you'll be more fine in two weeks. Two weeks from today, as we are recording this podcast whoop, whoop. on uh, on a Thursday night. So. Uh, I'll get into a little bit what we're going to do today. Uh, not so much Jaguar centric, but more NFL centric. Uh, JC and I are going to do a live first round mock draft. Uh, all of these 30, all, all 31 picks will be uh, correct in two weeks. Just so you guys know, if you guys want to want to take a look, um, we're, we're going to nail each and every one of these 32 or 31 selections in this draft because uh, Miami decided that they wanted to to cheat but uh yeah we're not going to make any mistakes here you know all of our all of our uh, predictions will be a hundred percent correct we should go to vegas now yeah I, this is we'll just get it out of the way i think we start our own yeah we're just gonna we're gonna go to DraftKings. we're gonna bet on player pick by position or whatever and we're just gonna we're just gonna nail them and this will be our last podcast when they all hit because we're gonna <laughs> just retire gonna, exactly um, uh, no, man, this is, this is going to be fun. This is going to be awful. These like, it's, it's going to be, I think I'm probably in a lot better shape than you are here. Yeah. Well, because you spend a lot of time showing, uh, attention and love to other teams and what they might do. Um, the only team that I've really paid attention to this off, well, this draft season, other than the Jaguars is I am so intrigued by Detroit at uh six and 18 because they can go so many different directions. Um, so that's the only other franchise other than the Jags that I've been like really, really watching closely that I think um, could pull off some magic uh, 14 days from now. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. There's a few mysteries in this class. Where does Will Levis go? Who goes number one? Um, where does Jalen Carter fall to? What does Detroit do? And then also, where, where does Bijan go? Um, which I think is probably the widest range of any first-round player. Um, so that one's going to be really interesting. But, uh, you know, you said you wanted the odds. If you wanted to go ahead and uh, you're up on the clock with Carolina at pick number one. All right. Well, you have to click the little start button there at the top. Come you on. Know, we're got to be official here. All right. Uh, so the number one pick. You know, Carolina acquired this pick from the Chicago Bears a while back, early in the offseason. So it, they've been on the clock now for a while, um, almost as long as Carolina was on the clock as number one. Um, you know, the, the odds have flipped here, both in the minds of analysts and in Vegas. You know, for the longest time, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State was the betting favorite. Um, but things have shifted, uh, and I'm going to go with Vegas here. So I'm going to select Bryce Young, number one overall, to the Carolina Panthers, quarterback out of Alabama. All righty. I'm the evens, so I'm going to pick for Houston here. Uh, JC took the quarterback that I ideally want. So I'm sitting here at two. Uh, do I take a second-best quarterback, or do I go uh, potentially defense here? It's been rumored that Houston's going to look at – if Bryce Young's gone, they're going to look at defense. I'm not sure. That's going to that's gonna make a mess in this draft. Um, but I think I'm going to go Will Anderson here, edge player from Alabama. I think it's the right pick, man. I, I think that uh, D'Amico Ryan's, you know, the first-year head coach there in Houston, I, I don't think he feels shoehorned into having to take a quarterback um, because there's a lot of smoke that they want, and you know, in the NFL, when there's smoke, there's 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 some fire. So it wouldn't shock me at all if that was the direction. In fact, I have a bet placed right now on DraftKings that Will Anderson will be the second overall pick in the draft. Uh, so now I'm on the clock at three for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, in reality, I would see this pick traded, especially with Will Anderson going off the board number two to Houston. Um, but Daniel and I have agreed to no trades. Uh, so with their number one need being edge and then defensive line, I don't think they pull the trigger on Jalen Carter. I don't think they're the team that does it, even though he is his talent makes him worthy. 
of being this high of a selection. Uh, so what I'm going to do for Arizona is I'm going to take Tyree Wilson, uh, the edge out of Texas Tech with the third overall pick. All righty. Up on the clock, Colts at number four. Still need a quarterback. Uh, there's been some noise between the Colts and Will Levis. Uh, C.J. Stroud is on the board here, which I don't think the Colts have been prepared for or have been preparing for. Um, I think I think there's definitely two quarterbacks gone by pick number four, but uh, hasn't happened in this one as we've agreed to no trades. Uh, I'm going to take Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Um, really interested to see what that new Indianapolis crew can do with him, and that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and I would agree with that, honestly. I, I think that, you know, there's been rumors that they've kind of fallen in love with him. So I think that, that would probably be the move uh, over C.J. Stroud, even though, like we said, in reality, we expect C.J. Stroud to be gone. Yeah. Um, so looking here at Seattle at number five, um, another team that could, like, sneaky take a quarterback early, even though it's it's probably not the expectation. Um but they could. They've done their homework. Uh, you know, they brought their entire organization basically to the pro days of the top four quarterbacks. Um, now, I don't know if they've had top 30s with any of the top four quarterbacks yet. Um, but I don't think they're going to go there at five. Even last year, I, predict, I, pre I predicted Seattle to take Matt Corral at nine, and I was wrong. Uh, so I'm going to take Jalen Carter uh, despite – you know, he's had a tough offseason with some off-the-field stuff, but I'm going to go Jalen Carter, uh, number five, to Seattle, which I think is the earliest he'll go, even though I, didn't, I don't see him lasting out of the top ten. But I think that's the earliest he'll go, and I think Seattle pulls the trigger on a very, very, very uh, talented defensive lineman out of Georgia. All righty, Detroit up at six. This is one of the ones that you're really intrigued by, and I think that there is a very obvious answer here. Uh, Oregon's corner, Christian Gonzalez. Right. If CJ Stroud falls to seven, they are sprinting to the podium, somebody. Um, so in a normal world here, I would have said Will Levis makes a ton of sense for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, but if CJ Stroud's on the board, I think it's kind of a no brainer. Who would you rather have, you know? So, uh, you made my pick early for me. Don't don't do that, man. I'm full of I'm full of surprises over here. Uh, but I'm gonna go CJ Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State, seven for the Las Vegas Raiders. I still almost say Oakland like every time. Yeah, like I struggle with that one. Like I, I like I, I still say San Diego Chargers, uh, basically every time. Also, uh, so. I I, I think while we're not doing trades, I think it's also still realistic to keep in mind that these are teams that could move up. You know, Las Vegas is definitely a team that could move up into the top four if they want to go get a quarterback. That's what they're going to have to do unless they're fine with a will by this. Uh, so I've got Atlanta here on the clock. Uh, this is kind of an interesting fall for them because we went edge early and defensive line early. So you're looking at edge, cornerback, defensive line, receiver. Uh, we've got Devon Witherspoon, Will Levis. Based, based on the week's events, probably not corner now for Atlanta at eight, given the fact that they just traded for Jeff Okuda this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, Unless they're really in love with someone. You know, Will Levis is always an option here. I know they kind of want to roll with Desmond Ritter. Um, but I think I'm going to go – oh, this is hard. I'm looking at three edges right now. Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness, and Nolan Smith. Um, Whichever one you really want for the Jags later, don't take him now. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm going to go Miles Murphy here at eight. Wow, still kind of a local guy there. So there's some, there's some South Carolina to Atlanta. You would have sold a lot of jerseys if you would have taken the Georgia boy. For Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm looking at uh, Chicago, um, and I think this one this one's pretty easy. It's Paris Johnson, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. Uh, I could have gone Peter Skarinski, um, but you know Chicago 
Chicago needs offensive line help. It was kind of the they, they went on a bit of a spending spree in free agency, and they really didn't address offensive tackle in a, in a major way. So uh, I think uh, Mr. Paris Johnson from Ohio State's a great pick there for Chicago. We got the Eagles up on the clock at ten. Uh, I'm looking at a few names here. We got Devon Witherspoon, Joey Porter Jr., Lucas Van Ness, and Nolan Smith. I think that all would all four would probably be pretty good picks. Oh, um, you know, I've been feeling this placement. I uh, I'm thinking Nolan Smith to ten the Eagles. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. Um, that you know that Philadelphia defense is already nasty. Uh, brought back Darius Slay. Uh, did lose a good bit of defensive kind of role players. I don't think they really lost any of their stars in free agency, but they did lose a decent amount of those kind of defensive role players. So they're going to be looking to restock there. All right, 11, easy money. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Will Levis, uh, quarterback out of Kentucky. Um, I think that's a real, real, real possibility to be reality in two weeks. Maybe not all the way at 11. They might have to move up a little bit, um, probably ahead of Oak, of Vegas at seven. Uh, I think with Detroit having pick 18, they wouldn't mind at all dropping back to 11 from six. Uh, so to me, that that's kind of an easy one. That's that's a match made in mayonnaise heaven. Um, Will Levis is, you know, a more talented Ryan Tannehill. So I think that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I've I've got a interesting one on the board here now with Houston. I picked Will Anderson at two. Uh, so that takes care of an edge need. I'm not I'm not comfortable really with any quarterback or receiver. Those are their top two needs according to NFL mock draft database. Uh, you've got defensive line, offensive tackle, and interior O-line. So you guys can't see, but Devon Witherspoon's the top player on the board available, but they took a corner at three overall last year. So you wouldn't expect them to double dip in the top 10 back to back years. Yeah, 12's a little rich for me on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, Lucas Van Ness is always an option here. Then you've got the tackles, Broderick Jones and Peter Skaronsky. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I, I, I think Peter Skaronsky makes the most sense here. Uh, they need help all over that O-line aside from left tackle. And I think that Peter Skaronsky gives them the versatility to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, and pair him up with Laramie Tunsil, that's – that's a really good duo. Whether he plays guard, center, or right tackle. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so now you got the New York Jets on the clock here at 13. They could go a number of different directions. You know, some of their biggest needs listed here are offensive tackle, uh, safety, D-line, interior, uh, offensive line. Um, their franchise is in limbo right now. Uh, they missed out on Odell Beckham. Aaron Rodgers' uh, trade is – supposed to happen but we're not quite sure when uh so this is an interesting spot for them here at 13 i'm looking at i mean they already have a good running back that they invested in last year with Brees hall corner not really a big need with taking sauce gardner last year at four overall receiver uh possibly um you know but i'm looking at broderick jones offensive tackle um, from Georgia, uh, and that's going to be my pick here for the Jets. It's the big offensive tackle out of Georgia, Broderick Jones. All righty, moving to 14. We've got the New England Patriots. Corner is a top need for them. Uh, next is receiver, offensive tackle, and edge. Uh, I love Devon Witherspoon here. Um Joey Porter Jr. is an option. I wouldn't be surprised if Joey Porter Jr. is the second corner taken simply because of his length and size over Devon Witherspoon. Not only is Devon Witherspoon not as lengthy uh, as Joey Porter, he's also a lot lighter. Uh, but for New England here, uh, I think that they get one of the best players in the draft, Devon Witherspoon. Yeah, and that's that's a really good pick, especially a guy who's who's worthy of being a top 7-8 pick. You get him here at 14. All right, so now I'm on the clock with the Green Bay Packers, another team that is going through a transition time. 
right now. Uh, they're going to be moving forward with Jordan Love. Uh, receiver is listed as a top need here, one of their top needs, but I, I don't think that they pull the trigger on one this early because they do have some talented young receivers in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs that they invested in last year. Uh, so what I'm going to look at doing here is either look at the edge class or maybe that first tight end off the board. Uh, so Michael Mayer makes a ton of sense for Green Bay, but I think they're going to go with a player that's higher ranked on the board, and I'm going to go with Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, good pick. I think 15 is a little rich for this tight end class. So Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa there for Green Bay, uh, the edge out of Iowa. Especially in this tight end class where it's so deep, I think that you're a lot better off taking a guy like Lucas Van Ness and getting a lot of value early. They Now, they need one. They need a tight end. They do. Um, you know, um, they lost Robert Tanyan, I believe, to a division rival. I think he might have signed with Chicago maybe. Um, so, he's gone. That was kind of their number one tight end. So, they definitely need to invest. But like you said, it's a very good tight end group. They can easily wait until their second round pick. Uh, and grab one there. 16, we've got Washington on the clock. New owner as of today. Uh, well, it looks about, like it. About to be a new owner for $6 billion. That's with a B. Uh, Washington, corners in need, O-lines in need, quarterback, but we're not going to go quarterback here. Tight end, we're not going tight end here. Uh, you're, you're, you're looking at guys – uh, Joey Porter, Darnell Wright, Deontay Banks, Brian Branch. Um, I don't think Branch goes this high, although I think it would be an awesome place for him to go and, a, and an awesome fit for Washington. I think the value's there. I just don't see the NFL taking Branch that high. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Joey Porter Jr. Here at 16. That's a good Washington. pick. That's a really good pick. Like you said, Washington could go a number of different directions, but I think uh I mean I think I think that's a really good pick. He's a very, very good player. All right. So the Pittsburgh Steelers up here at 17. Uh the team that refuses to have a subpar season, even though picking at 17 is kind of subpar for them, but God, the, what they've been able to do under Mike Tomlin all these years is incredible. Uh, so they have quarterback figured out for the future with Kenny Pickett. So no need to look at that here. Um, a guy who showed some flashes, didn't, you know, really shine, but showed you he can do some stuff. Um, top player on the board, B. John Robinson. Uh, they just drafted Najee Harris in the first round two years ago. So, uh, you know, not looking at that. Jackson Smith and Jigma, Quentin Johnson. Another two really good players there, but receiver is kind of a secondary need for them. Their top needs, according to NFL Mock Draft Database, are corner, offensive tackle, D-line, and edge. Uh, so, I am going to go uh, Deontay Banks, corner out of Maryland, um, a guy who's been a darling of Jaguars draft uh, Twitter uh, the last few weeks. A guy that the Jags, as as far as the fans go, really like. We don't know what the front office is thinking, but he's a guy that we think would fit in well with us. Uh, but I don't think Pittsburgh lets him get too far away, and I think he's going to be the pick at 17. Yeah, and I think that that'd, that'd be a really good pick for them. Uh, we're up at 18 with Detroit. Their top needs are defensive line, edge, and tight end. I'm not going to go tight end here, uh, so I'm going to be looking at defensive line and edge. So we've got Pitts, Elijah Cansey, uh, which would be super fun for him. Uh, you've also got Brian Brzee, Mazzy Smith. And then you've got uh, Adeboire as well from Northwestern. Uh, and Keon White. I think all have potential to go in the first round. Ooh. Ooh. I'm thinking Adeboire or Brzee. Who is the in a who, who's Detroit gonna like more here? Well, that they just invested in Edge last year, so maybe more of an interior guy like Cansey or Brzee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's been also people talking about uh, 
putting some meat on Adebore and just playing him inside with his quickness. Uh, he's 280 pounds. He's, he's just as heavy as Cansey. Detroit's a fun team, man. They're a yeah. fun team to draft for. They're, they've got a really good roster. They've had a good offseason. You already added Christian Gonzalez at six overall. I mean, there's that, that's a fun team that's only kind of just starting to ascend. I, I think I'm going to go Brian Brzee here, uh, defensive tackle for, for Clemson. I, I think he probably goes later in the actual draft, but uh, the way this has fallen, um, I, I think that that's a solid pick for them there. That's a... Uh... That's a great pick for me personally. So now the Jaguars can't take him. Uh, so I'm looking at 19 overall with Tampa Bay. Top needs are offensive tackle, corner, edge, running back. Um, quarterback is the fifth need listed. I think they were they are right in the Will Levis conversation in reality for two weeks from now. Um, but, you know, not quite. They do have quarterback figured out for now. Uh, Baker Mayfield is there on a one-year deal. You have Kyle Trask. There's his backup, who a lot of people have a lot of faith in. So, um, looking here, they have receivers out the wazoo. Um, but Bijan Robinson is number one on the board. He comes to mind. Uh, a guy like Brian Branch, who could fit in really well, well there with um, um, Sean Murphy Bunting signing elsewhere this offseason. Uh, offensive tackle, not really what I'm feeling right here. Darnell Wright's a really good player, but I'm not quite sure. This high, uh, some corners like Emmanuel Forbes and Cam Smith make a lot of sense. Like I said, again, given the fact that they lost to DB uh, this offseason. But I'm going to say with the, the loss of Leonard Fournette, this is where we see B. John Robinson go off the board. And I'm going to say that Tampa takes him at 19 overall, which I think is a really good landing spot for him. All righty. So we've got Seattle on the board with pick 20. They've already taken Jalen Carter, which I think is an awesome get for them and allows them to be a little, uh, a little more uh, diverse here as what they go towards. We've got edge receiver and interior O-line on the board. Interesting. Edge is kind of getting depleted here. We've got Will McDonald and uh, Adeboire as the two top ones on the board. I think Keon White has a potential to sneak into the back half of the first round late. Uh, defensive line, we already took Jalen Carter. Uh, receiver, I, th I think that this is where you see Jackson Smith and Jigba go off the board here. Uh, Teams have, teams have uh, come out and kind of said that there's only one receiver that's going to go in the first round, and I, and I think that this is the spot. Yeah, and I think that's a good pick. Um, you know, I was thinking DK Metcalf is obviously a stud. But, uh, you know, Tyler Lockett's going to be 31 when the season starts. That is so, so bad. Yeah, so as far as your number two guy, uh, that's when you need to start thinking about an option. All right, so I'm here on the board, uh, number 21 overall, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, you know, top players on the board are receiver Quentin Johnson, defensive lineman Kalaja Kansi, receiver Jordan Addison, safety Brian Branch, tight end Michael Mayer, uh, receiver Zay Flowers. Uh, list wide receiver as their number one need, which I'm not sure why it's their number one need, uh, given the fact that they do have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Um, now, granted, those players are, you know, not – newbies anymore into the league so you might start thinking about some options for the future um but you know the uh, la lost hunter henry you know two off seasons ago uh and they've always kind of been known for having really good tight ends so i think this is where you're going to see the first tight end come off the board here to the chargers and it's not going to be michael mayer uh i'm going dalton kincaid who's a freakishly good-handed tight end out of utah I'm good with that. It gives uh, you know, you talked about the receiver, but it, it uh, gives provides the same solution, uh, giving giving Justin Herbert more weapons. Great, especially, especially with how hurt that team was last year. We've got Baltimore up at pick twenty two. Uh, they're kind of still in limbo, similar to Green Bay and the Jets. Don't really know what's going on with the quarterback situation with Lamar. They just signed Odell. They've got Rashad Bateman. 
this is an interesting spot for them. Uh, receivers still their top need, according to an NFL mock draft database, with corner and edge behind it, and then running back for some strange reason. Uh, top player on the board is Quint Johnston. I'm not really feeling receiver after picking Jackson Smith and Jigba. So you got Kalijah Kansi, Jordan Addison, again, receiver, Brian Branch. And then you've got Michael Mayer, Zay Flowers, Darnell Wright. Ooh. You know, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking a big edge here at 22. I'm thinking it's gonna be Adaboire Edge Northwestern. I'm thinking wow. that he, I, I think he's gonna go a lot higher than the media probably predicts right now. Um, and I think that the NFL is going to stare at, at that athleticism and it's going to be salivating over uh, Atabari. Well, there's your replacement for Calais Campbell. My thoughts exactly. Yeah. All right, so now Minnesota on the clock here at 23 overall. Uh, top needs according to the database, corner, wide receiver, which they did lose their number two receiver, and Adam Thielen uh, also lost uh, – one of their tight ends in Irv Smith, but still have TJ Hawkinson. Uh, D-line and edge are also listed as needs as well as quarterback because um, eventually they've got to have a secession plan uh, for Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'm looking at Quentin Johnson number uh, as the top player available on the board. I, I still, like you, don't feel the trigger getting pulled on Quentin. Uh, I, just, I just don't see it yet, and I love the player. I really do. Uh, he took a top he's t- uh, top 30 visit to the Jags. Um. But I just – I don't see it quite yet. You know, I think I think this is where I'm going to get uh, Kalijah Cansey off the board. Uh, interior defensive lineman out of pit there to the Minnesota Vikings. Good interior rusher for him. All righty. On, on the clock at pick 24 overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Woo-hoo! Oh, so on the top of the board, we've got Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, two receivers. Not really a primary need for the Jaguars. And then you've got Brian Branch, safety from Alabama. Michael Mayer, tight end Notre Dame. Zay Flowers, Darnell Wright, Osiris Torrance. And then you start to get into some of the uh, the general round two guys. Uh, we've got some corners on the board here. Emmanuel Forbes, Cam Smith, Keely Ringo. Some interesting players here on the board. I'm thinking Brian Branch or another guy here, another edge, a big edge. Oh. Make make all of Jaguars draft Twitter happy and make the right decision here. (laughs) I'm considering Keon White, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'd welcome him, man. I mean, you talk about replacing Arden Key with a bang. I uh, I don't I don't know if he goes this high, but I do think he's a, a strong candidate to sneak into the, the later picks here in the first round. But I'm not going to overthink this and piss people off. I do think there's a chance that the Jaguars pass on Brian Branch and he falls to the late first or early second. Um, but uh, I'll uh, I'll make the smart safe pick here, uh, Brian Branch, safety, Alabama. Yeah, and it, and and it's a great whether we get him or not, it's a great ad. You know, he's uh he's special. Uh, played he'll play in the slot really really well for us while Darius Williams continues to play outside, give us a much better chance against teams with receiving threat tight ends than what we've been able to show uh, with Trey Hernan. For reference, okay. I think that Brian Branch is a top twelve player in this draft. I think he's he's be- a lot better than the value he's going to be picked at. I think he's going to go to Washington at 16 in reality next week. Um, So now, okay, 25 overall New York football giants. Uh, Number one need for them is a hundred percent receiver. Their receiver group is not very good. Um, Daniel Jones re-signed on a big deal. Uh, Saquon Barkley is sitting out of early team activities because he's not signing his franchise tag. Um, he wants to see an extension there. Uh, so looking at offensive weapons for them at the top of the board, it's, you know, the top four players available right now are all offensive weapons. Um, so, you know, what? I'm going to go, um, 
I'm going to help out Daniel Jones. I'm going to go Jordan Addison over Quentin uh, Johnston. I'm fine with that. Yeah, and so I think Jordan Addison, a Blitnikoff winner in 2021 with Pitt, transferred for no reason at all <laughs> to USC. I, I didn't see the need there. But, hey, you know, go play with Caleb Williams for a year. Do you lose to Tulane in your bowl game uh, in hilarious fashion? But, yeah, Jordan Addison, really good player. He'll uh, do well in NYC, hashtag New Jersey. I got Dallas on the clock at 26. What are we doing here? Uh, good Lord. They're they need a running needs. back, but running back is gone. The they're only first-round running back. Yeah, their top needs are running back, tight end, defensive line, and receiver. I'll be honest with you here. I'm not failing receiver. Um, D-line, tight end. Oof. Okay, so top guys on the board, Quentin Johnson, Michael Mayer, Zay Flowers, Darnell Wright, Osiris Torrance, Darnell Washington. So you got some tight ends on the board here. Oh, uh, then you've got guys like Will McDonald and Mazzy Smith. Do I really think that four defensive linemen are going to go in the first round? I kind of like I kind of like the the spot here for Mazzy Smith. I think that that could be a good spot for him. Um, he'd be the fourth defensive line taken in the first round. Who uh, I'm thinking, Mazzy Smith or Michael Mayer. Um, I think I'm going to go. This is tough. Hiding class is so deep. Um, I'm going to go Mazzy Smith here. I think that uh, I think that he offers you a lot more in terms of value simply because this tight end class is so deep. I understand that there's probably not going to be four defensive linemen taken in the first round, but uh, I, I think that this just makes so much sense for for a team like Dallas. All right, so Mazzy Smith off the board there, uh, twenty seven overall. The Buffalo Bills, really really good football team. You know, not really losing anybody. All their big-time players coming back. Josh Allen is a freak. Uh, and you also have Stephon Diggs on that team. They did lose Devin Singletary, but they added Damian Harris. So, kind of what for what they're at running back. They have James Cook out of Georgia, who's going to be in his second year. Uh, their top needs listed are interior offensive line, wide receiver, um, which they do have Gabriel Davis as their number two out of UCF. Uh, running back, which I, I don't get running back really um and then linebacker um have not had a linebacker go in the first round not a true linebacker and i I don't think we see one honestly um this is another tough one you know there's some really good receivers at the top of the draft but i'm just not sure they go you know i think they want to maybe establish that running game with james cook I'm going to say a favorite of you and I both, Osiris Torrance. Gator great. Guard from Florida, Louisiana boy, uh, there for the Buffalo Bills, and I think that's a very, very good addition for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, you know, they're, they're in a position where they can take best available player, and I think that uh, he is probably the best available player on the board right now. Uh, Oh, we got Cincinnati at 28. Top needs are tight end, tackle, corner, and safety. They just signed Orlando Brown to a huge deal. This is a spot that Darnell Wright could go. This is a spot that you could see one of those uh, one of those corners sneak into the back half of the first round. This is a spot you could see Michael Mayer or Darnell Washington. Could God, could you imagine Darnell Washington? I was gonna say giving Darnell Washington to Joe Burrow is not fair. Oh, I, I hope I, I hope they don't for our sake. <laughs> I think that this is where you see the slide end here for Darnell Wright. I think he's gonna go much higher than this. I think that he's probably the second or third tackle taken. NFL really seems to like him. And what he was able to do against some of the premier pass rushers in the SEC, uh, I think Darnell Wright goes here to uh, to the Cincinnati. And again, 
you know, 2020, you take Joe Burrow number one overall. 2021, you take Jamar Chase fifth overall, which a lot of people thought you shouldn't have. So now, me and you have discussed before, what is your number one job? Protect Joe Burrow. Keep Joe Burrow on his feet. The back of his white jersey needs to be clean. Orlando Brown and Darnell Wright's a really good start to that. There you go. Uh, last year, they tried to put a Band-Aid on it. Lyle Collins, you know, he got hurt, and it was just kind of a disaster come playoff time. Okay, so the New Orleans Saints here at pick 29. Uh, you know, the local team here for me, a team that I always root for and hope that they do extremely well. Um, they are in cap hell every single year and always find a way out of it. Um, they added their big splash this year. They added a quarterback, a uh, four-year deal for Derek Carr from the Raiders. Um, I love Hendon Hooker right here. Like, just for the future, I, I absolutely love it. I know they love him, but I'm not going to do it. Um, that's that's a bad draft pick. Uh, their top needs are defensive line, which we've already had a lot of defensive linemen go in the first round. Edge rusher, wide receiver, because outside of Michael Thomas, you know, they, they don't really have a lot. Uh, and tight end also for them is a need. They don't really have a solidified tight end. Um, but I still don't feel Quentin Johnston – uh, here, even though it does give them a kind of big body receiver, I don't really think I feel Michael Mayer either. You know, I'm gonna go Zay Flowers. That's I think um, that's the right pick there. Yeah, receiver out of Boston College. I was tempted by Darnell Washington, tempted by Will McDonald, uh, because their defensive line is good, but they did lose um, some people this offseason to some division rivals. They had one defensive tackle sign with Carolina and another sign with Atlanta. And, uh, you know, Cam Jordan is getting a little older. Uh, but, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Zay Flowers, and I think that they get their solidified number two receiver behind Michael Thomas. And not, given his injury history, probably their number one receiver. All righty. Eagles back on the board. I'm picking for them again. This is my uh, this is my last pick since there's no pick 32. Uh, receiver's not really a need. Tight end's not really a need. Their top needs listed are corner, D-line, and running back. Jameer Gibbs would be fun here. I don't think we see a second running back go. They did lose Miles Sanders. It would be very fun. They still uh, they still have a couple of running backs that they really like there. Is is this a good spot maybe for your, your, your big boy, big-bodied corner that you really like? You must be talking about Emmanuel Forbes. No, not the turnover machine. Your other favorite, your guy, uh, <laughs> your big, your boy from Kansas State, perhaps. Yeah, my mom did go to Kansas State. Will McDonald, wouldn't that be fun? Will McDonald and Nolan Smith, just the two lightest edge rushers ever, go to uh, Philadelphia. Jameer Gibbs, Cam Smith's an option here. Keely Ringo. DeWan Jones would be just hilarious. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that you're right. This is the spot where you probably look at corner here. And Julius Brents is a guy, you know, that you mentioned that I, I really do like. And I think that he's going to go a lot higher than mock drafts probably predict at the moment, as well as DJ Turner, a corner from Michigan. And I think that I'm going to take... DJ Turner, corner from Michigan. Ooh, ahead of Emmanuel Forbes, Cam Smith, and Kelly Ringo, who all have that kind of late first-round grade on them. DJ Turner's a good football player. Real good football player. Okay, so it says you get to pick 32, but no, that's not allowed. <laughs> you don't uh, want me to pick for Pittsburgh? No, you know what? You can pick for Pittsburgh just for – for fun so I can screenshot this and, and save it for draft night. Okay, so I am making the first actual pick, last actual pick of the first round. Uh, pick number 31, uh, you know, has it happened too many times in history where a pick gets taken away in the first round, but it did this year. So Kansas City um, needs none because they're amazing. Uh, but, you know, it does list a few edge uh, offensive, which they took an edge pretty early last year in George, uh, George Karloftis. Um, offensive tackle, the, you know, they 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 lost Orlando Brown, but they got Jawan Taylor. They did lose Frank Clark. 
Um, they lost Frank Clark. Wide receivers listed as a need, which, you know, their receiver class doesn't really have to be spectacular with who their quarterback is. This year it was Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, and they won the Super Bowl. Um, defensive line, tight end, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> Um, they have a good backup tight end in Noah Gray behind uh, Travis Kelsey. So, edge, offensive tackle, D-line, receiver. Got Quentin Johnston going to them would just be so unfair. Uh, he's slid a bit, but that would just be ridiculous. Um, you know, uh, Will McDonald the fourth to the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that where you're going? Yeah, I'm going to go Will McDonald, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, 31 31- – 31st ranked player to the for the 31st ranked pick. Uh, you know, the rich get richer. He'll stay somewhat close to the area he's already from. Uh, probably he'll get to keep the same colors. Uh, Will McDonald's a really good player who the I know the Jags have showed some – there's been some flirtation there with some rumors that they like him. Um, but, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Will McDonald there for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And you're on the clock, sort of, kind of. Let's just – we'll allow it. And with the first pick of the second round, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. Let's just do all seven rounds. We got all night. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I would be so I would be drafted out. Who do I take at two fifty one? So uh, they've got tackle, defensive line, and edge listed as the top needs. I think we're kind of edged out here. I think we're kind of D-lined out here. The only guy I would consider uh, would be Keon White here. Uh, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and then you look at tackle, and you've got two guys that you look at here, uh, Anton Harrison and Dewan Jones. Who Love Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse for the Jags as a second-round pick. Yeah. A little rich here at 32. A little rich. A little rich. Tell me Dewan Jones just I want Dewan Jones on every football team. Just just for pure size factor. Can he just go to the NFC, please? <laughs> I don't need to see him bullying Travon Walker. <laughs> oh man. He gave up four pressures last year. That's ridiculous. Uh ooh, Keon White. I'm thinking Keon White or Anton Harrison. I really haven't heard it anything much about Anton Harrison as of late. There was some noise a couple of months ago about him in the first round. There was some noise about him being like a top 12 pick not too long ago behind um, Paris Johnson being the second tackle overall because a lot of people. Yeah, that's cooled off quite a bit, though. It has. Um, you know, we talked about earlier when in the draft, when there's smoke, there's fire. There, there's no smoke anymore. <laughs> It's it, it's cooled off pretty drastically. And they, they went corner at 17. I did for them with Deontay Banks. Um, that's a real, real good ad for it is. Uh, Pittsburgh. Top needs, offensive tackle, defensive line, edge, linebacker, wide receiver. That's not a bad thought. It's not. Um, especially because who, who are their receivers now? I mean, George, George Pickens. Yeah, uh, Calvin Austin. Yeah, Calvin Austin the third was a draft pick last year out of Memphis. Uh, they've got uh, Johnson. The first Deontay, Deontay, yeah, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, so maybe not. Maybe not this early. Hmm. So probably count out Quentin Johnston, Michael Mayer. They already they have or and Arnold Washington. They have Pat Fryermuth. Running back, solid corner. You already took. So then you get into you know which tackle they they need. Both left, right. I don't know. If they need a right tackle, I'm strongly looking at Dewan Jones here. Um, I can't believe I'm taking the most time that I have of this entire mock draft to pick for the team that we should even be picking for. Uh, ooh, some so other uh, ESPN currently has. Their left tackle listed as Dan Moore Jr. And their right tackle listed as Chiquamba Okorafor. Okay. Okorafor did play left tackle Western Michigan. 
Yeah, but they have no second left tackle on this depth chart available right now. They have two right tackles, only one left tackle. So maybe you go left tackle to have some depth there and possibly push more for the starting job. Yeah, yeah, I think we go Anton Harrison here. And I got an A-plus for it, so I'll take that. Bingo. I, I think that the no trade kind of hurt us a little bit, but it's so hard to get that to work. Um, we really don't know what the draft value is going to be in terms of what's going to be given up. Like last year was super light in terms of what was what was had to be traded because Detroit traded up from really late in the first round to, to like 12th or 11th. I forget how, how high did they take uh, – Jameis Williams. They traded up way high. I think they traded from 32 or 33, 32 to 18. Yeah. Um, and they gave up barely anything. Yeah. Because um, they had the 32nd pick from the Rams. So they picked in the first for themselves and then traded back up for Jameson uh, Williams. Because they got uh, Hutchinson at number two. Yeah. So it's so a value trade value last year was was really low i expected to be higher this year especially because every team we listed pretty much tonight needs corner edge and tackle um we left a lot of corners on the board we did cam smith emmanuel forbes kelly ringo all guys that would not be surprises to be first round picks yeah I, i think i think we're pretty close here on the 32 players i think the spots are probably wrong um I don't think there's going to be four defensive tackles taken, but uh, I think we did an okay job for for not having trades. Bryce Young went one, um, and then quarterbacks took a little bit to go off the board, but uh, I expect there to be trades anyhow. All right, so if we're we're looking at the board, if we're looking at the results from what we did, uh, you know, I've got the the whole thing pulled up here on my phone, screenshotted for to laugh at later. what are th- I'm gonna I'm gonna list three picks that I feel the most confident becoming a reality uh, next Thursday. I'm gonna give you time because I'm putting you on the spot. Mm-hmm. And before when you've put me on the spot, you've always given me time to think about it. So uh, I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna list the three picks that right now I feel are the most likely to happen. Um, number one's gonna be easy, Bryce Young. Number one to Carolina. Um, I think that the momentum has completely flipped. Um, you know, CJ Stroud took his visit to Carolina, I think today or tomorrow. And Adam Schefter himself said it is a waste of time because the pick is going to be Bryce Young. Um, it's almost like if this, if this wasn't 2023, you know, if this was a little bit, you know, if you, if you recall when you and I were much younger, sometimes they would announce the number one pick the night before the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, you know, when, um, uh, Jadavian Clowney, I think, was announced the night before. Mario Williams, Houston, announced the night before. Uh, different, you know, situations come to mind. I think luck was early. Yeah. Uh, so, Bright, uh, if that's not going to happen, that doesn't happen anymore. But Bryce Young being number one to Carolina, I'd put that in Sharpie right now. Um, I want to say Will Anderson as my number two, but I'm going to leave that one alone because uh, I'm not sure. Uh, so I'm gonna say Jalen Carter being a Seattle Seahawk is a lock. I just I see it. I can I'm manifesting it in my head. Um, you know, and I said if, if he doesn't go to Seattle, he probably goes to Detroit, and he probably ain't falling past Atlanta at eight. Uh, so I'm gonna say that Jalen Carter being a Seahawk at five, I'm gonna put that in stone. I'm gonna put Bryce Young being a Carolina Panther in stone. Um, and you know what? I'm going to go again. Oh, God, that's a tough one. I really want to put my stamp on that one, but I'm not quite confident. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to do it. Will Levis, Tennessee Titans. Lock. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to say those are my three locks. So that, those are the ones that I've 14 days out, I feel the most confident about. is Bryce Young, number one to Carolina. Jalen Carter, five to Seattle. And Will Levis, number 11. Probably not at 11. They're probably going to have to come get him. Uh, but Will Levis is going to be a Tennessee Titan at this time next Thursday. My three, uh, Tyree Wilson to Arizona. 
I just don't think it happens at three. I think you're probably looking at five, six, seven, not, uh, five, six, seven, eleven. Um, if Tyree Wilson falls that far, but I think that that's a really good pairing there. Um, if Paris Johnson is there at nine, I think he's a Chicago Bear. It may be one of the other two tackles, or they may go up to get him, but I think that that's a really good pairing. Who then? I'm going to go Mazzy Smith to Dallas. I really like that one. Uh, I think that he's going to sneak into the back back of the first round, uh, and I think that that's, that's really good value for their, for, for their pick. You know, I almost went full boldness and said my third lock was going to be Brian Branch to the Jaguars. Um, I almost okay. said Adeboire to, to Baltimore. Yeah, but like I said um, – I, I want Brian Branch, love Brian Branch. He's been a guy on my list for the whole draft season uh, for the Jags, but I think he doesn't make it to us. I, I think somebody is not going to pass up on that playmaking ability. And I think he's a I think he's Washington at 16 is where I feel really good about him going. Um, so, Mazzy Smith, uh, I, knew, I knew I'd seen it, so I, I verified. Uh, but Ian Rappaport, Mazzy Smith has taken a top 30 visit to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So like there's that. there's there's some love there. And, you know, top 30 visits aren't an exact science. You know, the Jaguars last year took top 30 visits with like 19 dudes, and they drafted two of them, Chad Mooma and Trevon Walker. Uh, so they didn't take – they didn't even speak really with Devin Lloyd outside of the combine, and then they traded up for him. So you never know. Uh, the top 30 visits aren't an exact science, um, but they do give us something to talk about. <laughs> uh, they give us stuff to speculate on. And he, uh, you know, the Jags have really prioritized defensive line. Um, but what I like about the guys we've brought in is that we've spread it out a lot over multiple rounds to where I don't think we feel like you can't really predict that we're shoehorned into picking a defensive lineman in the first round. Uh, because we, we've brought in 11 defensive linemen. Out of 18 visits, 11 have been defensive linemen. Um, only Nolan Smith, Tyree Wilson, and Miles Murphy. So only three of the 11 are predicted to be first-round picks. Uh, the rest of them are guys like Tyler Lacey, who's probably a fifth or sixth-round pick, Byron Young from Tennessee, who's a third or fourth, Yayo Diaby, who's a second, third, or fourth, depending on who loves him. You know, he's had the highest RAS of any defensive end in this class. Uh, you know, Colby Wooden's a late round guy. Scott Matlock's a late round guy. Derek Hall's a second round pick. Uh, Byron Young from Alabama is probably a third round pick. So, like, the Jags definitely have prioritized defensive line in their top 30 visits. Um, but I like how they're spreading it out. Uh, Keon White also, second round pick, could be a first round pick, uh, was brought in by the Jags. So, God, I'd look Keon White at 56 after taking a corner or a safety at or not any safety. It's got to be Brian Branch. Any other safety doesn't make sense. Um, he, he, Brian, also, he also uh, – Keon White gives you interior defensive line and edge uh, versatility there. Lots of versatility. And, you know, him at 56 with Branch uh, or a corner at 24 would have me extremely happy. Um, you know – and the pick at 88 could really go a number of ways, and I wouldn't really be disappointed regardless because I feel like 24 and 56 would be very much uh, home runs. So, and I'm, and I'm fine with a Van Ness Forbes pairing as well. You know, if you decide, ooh, to go edge, that would be big time. Two None of this will happen. There. No, <laughs> we're we're gonna get like Jordan Addison and like Matthew Bergeron. I had a guy just tweet me that we're gonna take Jalen Hyatt at 24. I, which would be interesting. <laughs> going to draft out your number four receiver in the now, first round. Now, listen, you and I both are on board with a receiver in this draft. I'm on board with many receivers in this draft. But not in the first round. That seems like an embarrassment. But you basically added a first-round pick at receiver already this offseason. Jalen Hyatt's not the best Tennessee receiver. No, he's not. And I think that the proof will be in the pudding in Sundays in the fall. Um but Cedric you know, Tillman's good and Cedric not talked about enough. Real good. He's going to go early, early second round. Um, you know, I, I I have a list of guys. I mean, you talked about 
like 12. Give me any of them. Any of the 12. I'm not even being picky. Give me any of the 12. And most of them are edges and corners. Mm-hmm. But just like I'm not picky with this. It's not like in previous years where we're either shoehorned into one player or feel like we have to take a certain position. Um, if they took a receiver, I wouldn't be mad. It just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be like angry about it. I'm not going to throw things at my television. Um, but it just, it doesn't make sense. So I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, if Jackson Smith and Jigba's there, I'm open to the possibility. If it's another receiver though, I'm, I'm closed doors. Yeah. Um, if it's a t- like, I'm, I'm in the minority, but if, if it's a tight end, I'm not going to be mad. Um, cause you have to solidify the position. Uh, now, I wouldn't do it in the first round because it's a really deep draft. I would take Tucker Craft or Sam Laporta or Zach Kuntz in the second or third round and be really, really happy, or Luke Shoemaker even. Um, but I, I think – I don't think it has to be edge or corner, but I think it should be, if that makes sense. Like, you know, they say you should never draft for need because, you know, you'll reach. We're not going to have to reach in this draft with how good those corners and edge classes are. Yeah. You know, if – Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness, one of them is likely to be available at 24. And if they're not, that means that likely Deontay Banks, Brian Branch, or, you know, Kelly Ringo, who I don't really I don't really love Kelly Ringo, but I, I recognize that he's a talented player. Uh, Julius Brents, one of those guys is going to be there. Uh, if we walk up to the podium and take Osiris Torrance, I am going to be happy as can be. Uh, he's a day one starter at left guard. Safe player too. If you're if you're looking not to draft a, a boomer bust player, I, I think that him and Branch are probably the two safest players in this draft class. Yeah. If you take Darnell Wright, uh, I'm not mad about it. I don't I don't necessarily get it, but I'm not mad about it. Uh, strictly because it it's going to be very telling if the Jags take an offensive tackle in the first round. Um, of one or two things. One, they don't expect Cam Robinson to be here past 2023. Uh, or they don't really have that much confidence in right now in Walker Little. And I don't think either one of those things is probably – I think the Cam not being here past this season is probably more likely. And both um, are concerning. Yeah, exactly. So taking an offensive tackle in the first round would be a very much a surprise strictly because like it's going to scream one way or the other. One of those two things is true. Um, so I think Osiris is really the only offensive lineman that makes sense unless one of the top three falls, which we've said we expect all three of those O-linemen to be gone by pick 15 or those offensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skarinski, Paris Johnson, uh, in- Darnell, Darnell Wright's probably going to be gone by the – Or in your top pick. 20. Yeah, for sure. And so there's no reason to have to beg for one. Anton Harrison's a good player, but not That's at 24. Rich. Exactly. Um, so – if Van Ness, Nolan Smith, Miles Murphy, if one of them falls, easy money. Walk up to the podium and take your guy. Um, if they're all gone, who's the best available corner? Is Brian Branch still on the board? Um, there are very – I'm going to knock on wood when I say this because the Jags have been doing it to me since 1997. There's very few players slotted to be mid-20s picks that I would be upset with us taking. Who's your guy? Oh, my guy shouldn't go at pick 24. Um, my guy is Julius Brantz. I, I love Julius Brantz, but I understand that not every one of your guys should probably be your team's pick at a certain Who, point. Who's your guy at 24? Brian Branch. It's, it's a safe pick. It's an easy pick. It's a position of need, but it's not so much need that we're reaching because he's very much worthy of being that pick, which is why I think he's going to go earlier. Um, Who do you think my guy is? I would have said Julius Brents, but, <laughs> but I think um, both of us can put our love aside for logic. Because um, I, I love one corner in this class more. Deontay Banks. Deontay Banks. From Maryland. I, who, I again, think Deontay Banks is damn good. A good, again, home run if the Jaguars land him at 24 because he starts right away. I think him and Nolan Smith are the two best somewhat realistic options for the Jaguars. Yeah, and they're – golly, man, they're – this is a good draft. Can we just, like, for a second, like, just outside of just the Jags, like, 
Last year, I felt like we had to talk ourselves into a lot of people because uh, it wasn't a strong draft. Like, I am way more familiar with fifth and sixth round prospects this year, like ahead of time, like before I started doing my research, as opposed to last year where, like, I didn't know. I had never heard of Snoop Connor. I had never heard of Gregory Jr., and I had never heard of Buster Brown. And that's no disrespect to them, but I just didn't know who they were. Yeah, I, I think I think that the top of uh, this first round is kind of similar to last year. Quarterbacks aside, um, there's not too many premier blue chip prospects. Um, you know, even even a guy like Will Anderson, some years wouldn't be you know the number one edge. But uh, Jalen Carter is probably the best defensive tackle to come out in a while. Um, but I think that once you get to about 15, 15 to 35 or 40, those are some really, really good football players that could all that could all make impacts uh, day one. And the cool thing is with what you just mentioned is that the Jags have the draft capital to grab best available at 24 and then trade. See, my ideal thing is to not trade up from 24. My ideal scenario is to pick at 24 and then trade up from 56 go get Keon white bj ojalari uh julius brantz dj turner Emmanuel clark Forbes, phillips adaboare yeah. if he's there clark phillips yeah. like you have two fourth round picks and three sixth round picks it's not that expensive nowadays to move up in those rounds like package 56 127 and like 202 and move up to the 42nd or 43rd pick. Go get yourself a second starter. Exactly. All right. And Trent wasn't known for trading up, but guess what? He did it last year. So he's obviously willing. Uh, And he got a player that me and you both expect to turn out to be very good in Devin Lloyd. So uh, that's my favorite kind of thing to watch is the trade up for is not a I don't expect us to move at 24 unless we trade back a little bit which I'm which I'm very open to to garner another third rounder um but I think the trade up from 56 in this draft makes so much sense because it'll be cheap to move up into the mid to early mid 40s and there's going to be so many day one impactful guys available uh that are going to be picked between 35 and 45 yeah, I, I agree. Um, but I, I, did, uh, I think we put together a pretty good mock draft. Jaguars made a uh, solid pick in Brian Branch. I, I was encouraged, uh, and it was fun to, to kind of mock some other teams. I do it on a fairly regular basis just because I'm an NFL draft guy more than anything else in the world, uh, more than even the Jaguars sometimes. But uh, I think this was a fun exercise for us, and uh, hopefully the people agree. Yeah, man. Uh, 14 days. Four, two weeks from today. From the most fun events in all of American sports. Because everyone, everyone's got um, everyone's got something to watch for. You know, everyone's got a stake in what's going on. It's not like the Super Bowl where only two teams are there, not us. <laughs> Uh, it's not like the World Cup where the USA gets eliminated <clears throat> in the elimination round in the first round every time. Um, it's not like the NBA Finals where it's the same like three, four teams every year. It's not like the World Series where it's the same three, four teams every year. Um, it is truly like, no, regardless of who your team is, it's it's just fun. You know, like especially in a year a, a year like this where there are worthy quarterbacks in the top ten uh, where – if Houston doesn't take one, all hell's going to break loose with the third pick. Um, Arizona is going to get a ransom from somebody. Um, I think Tennessee, Las Vegas, and then you have teams that are sneaky like Detroit that I think should consider looking to take the quarterback of the future in this draft. Uh, Minnesota also should consider it. Uh, does Hendon Hooker go in the first round? I think his talent certainly dictates that he can but his injury and his age could possibly make him slide. Uh, where does B. John Robinson go? Like, B. John Robinson could legit go to, like, 20 different teams in the first round, and, like, it wouldn't surprise anyone for him to go 
almost anywhere. Like if you look at the teams that have running back figured out, there's still a lot of teams he could go to. I mean, you he look makes, at he makes 32 NFL teams better. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Eagles. You look at Cincinnati with Joe Mixon's legal status. Um, you look at Detroit, who lost uh, their running back to the Saints. Uh, you look at Chicago, Dallas. Dallas. Uh, does Tennessee trade Derrick Henry and land B. John Robinson? Um, you know, Chargers. The Chargers, if they trade Austin Eckler, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, Seattle probably feels good about Kenneth Walker the third. Pittsburgh probably feels pretty good. Washington could take Bijan Robinson. Green Bay could pair him up with Aaron Jones. Um, you know, New England could pair him up with James Robinson. Like uh, Baltimore could oddly take him if they don't feel if they don't believe in J.K. Dobbins. Um, the Giants if they can't get things figured out with Saquon Barkley, like. That's going to be – he could literally – there's like 15 different teams he could go to in the first round. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, he, may, he, makes, he makes every team in this draft better just simply because of the level of athlete and level of talent he is. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Two weeks. We're almost there. By the time this comes out, probably 11 or 12 days left. It's been the Monday special, so look for it then. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, as for now, I bid you all adieu. As always, Duval Till we pod.